0: Bye.
1: Welcome back to episode two of the what am I thankful for podcast today? We're going to open up the vulnerability drawer and talk about our infertility struggles, which is really a topic that still has a lot of stigma today And it's a scary thing to talk about for a lot of people as they go through it and even after the fact so we hope that we can inspire and help and just tell our story and um you know we're excited to to share a little bit about it.
0: So I guess we'll just jump right in. <laughs> um, dive right into this. <laughs> yeah, I want to say that we were married about a year when I got off the birth control pill, and my OB at the time told me that um, if we didn't get pregnant within three to six ish months or so, then I would have to start taking my temperature. I think it was called body basal.
1: Why three to six months? Like there's a the birth control has like a lagging infertility it thing. Behind it? Okay. Yeah,
0: it certainly could. And, uh, for the length of time that I had already been on it, which was about 10 years, I'm going to say, yeah, they say the longer you're on it, you know, the, the longer it could take to get pregnant naturally. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously we hit that six month marker and it hadn't happened yet. I started taking my, my temperature and doing all of that
1: the body basal—what what is it called
0: i think it's called body basal index or something there you go, like the that index. um and so yeah i did that for a couple of months um and that was pretty frustrating because i just didn't I, one i didn't want to do it so i was already resistant two it was just like come on like why isn't this happening yet and then i found an app um, that tracks, you know, your, your cycle and all of that good stuff. And so we, I use the fertility app for gosh, the rest, the rest of the six months mm-hmm. until the doctor was like, okay, if you don't get pregnant by a year, then we'll start talking about alternatives.
1: Right. And, and meanwhile, obviously, we're seeing other couples that have either recently been married or oh, yeah. maybe they just, like, had a one-night stand and they're like, oh, yeah, I got pregnant or, like, oh, damn, I got pregnant, right? And it's like, yeah. oh, cool, like, easy, right? <laughs>
0: meanwhile, the uh, the baby shower invites didn't stop rolling in. No and... <laughs> doubt. yeah,
1: No doubt. And that's that's going to be a reoccurring theme for the next couple of years. Uh,
0: yes. And so, you know, just all those things and you're just trying, like, what feels like so hard just to create life and it's not happening and you're like what is what is wrong with me all these things start going through your head yeah um so here we approach the year mark of trying unsuccessfully and i just couldn't bring myself to take that step yet with the ob on what what else we what's the next do.
1: least um aggressive form of intervention but some other you yep. know help from an outside source right
0: yeah and so, and we I, have
1: no history, like they always ask the question, like, there is there any history of infertility in your family, or whatever? like there's really not oh any yeah. trackable history that we could rely on to say, you know, yeah, we, this might be a problem for us going forward.
0: No, no, none at all. And I don't even think we hit that point at then, even.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, there I want to say it like the two year mark. so so mind you, like just to quickly recap, it took us four years um before we finally threw in the towel and we were like okay
1: yeah total from from the point of like hey we're trying actively to doing the different the body basil and then the app and then you know the time everything was timed down to the hour and then it was like okay maybe we actually need some some more help here yeah we need some medicine here
0: yeah and so i remember um I, so I finally went back to my OB, maybe two years in now at this point, mm. and they put dye in my fallopian tubes. And
1: oh, that was terrible. That that almost made me pass out. And like, I don't want to. I don't want <laughs> to. Almost
0: like, made Joe pass I out. I don't
1: want to. Like, mans- I'm the
0: one experiencing. Right. I don't
1: want to mansplain this away. Like, this is obviously <laughs> not my best moment. But like, <laughs> of all the things we've been through, and all of your surgeries and Maddox's surgery, that <laughs> feeling was the queasiest I've ever felt in my life. Just watching that dye on, the, not even like in real life, on the screen go up through your fallopian tubes. So weird. I got super hot. My breath, like, I don't know. I told you, I was like, I feel like a real bitch right now, but like I almost passed out just watching that.
0: And I, like, I worked myself up about it because I read so many things online about how painful it was and this and that. The cramps,
1: right? It was like extreme cramping. Yeah, and I, but I didn't,
0: it wasn't even that bad for me, but. So bad. So yeah, having to go through that and then, you know, then it was like, okay, still yet it was like there's nothing blocking there there's Mm -mm. nothing that we can see here that is a marker is that that is a red flag for us yeah so then joe goes and that's when you had to get your
1: sperm tested yeah you do the sperm test and i think mine came back like normal in almost every category there was like a, a motility no something with the shape right like the shape wasn't optimal but it was like it if, wasn't. If in normal the... was three, I was like a two point eight or something. Yeah. So it was like okay. Maybe that's the reason, but like three or four years of this, like I'm pretty sure one of those weird shaped swimmers would have found <laughs> would have found their way home, right? So it, it was it, we were still in the unexplained category at that point, and then yeah. and then they label it. They're like, "Well, what you have is unexplained infertility," and we're like, right. "What the hell is that?" And they're like, "Well, it's when you don't have any one diagnosis that puts you in the infertility category for sure. Yeah. It's just you're There's not getting no pregnant.
0: Clearly defined markers right, on right, right. either side stating that." this is why you're the reason why this you're not getting pregnant.
1: Right. And it's almost like you want one, like you wanted a, a clear oh, yeah. cut, like, Oh, this one thing is wrong. Well, let me just fix that one thing through, you know, modern medicine. And then we're off to the races. So
0: yeah. Or, or if we can't fix it, like, okay, now we know that we will look at adoption right. or what have surrogacy. I don't know.
1: Right. So I don't want to say that unexplained fertility is any worse than any other form, but it, it's just more confusing maybe. Cause mm-hmm. you're like, what am I doing wrong physically? And like, mm-hmm. It was a time in our lives where we were um, both really working. We were setting up our careers. We weren't um, rolling with our careers. So I was working in production and, you know, working basically Thursday through Saturday. I was doing 16, 20 hour days back to back to back. So. We were we were missing some opportunities around that and eating um,
0: uh, services. What is it? Craft services, craft services. like uh, just drinking, the worst food. Drinking Mountain Dew. All the
1: Red Bulls and cookies uh, anybody could ask for. Which is uh, man, I miss those days but for a lot fair, of reasons. But to be
0: fair, I was also eating that kind of crap. When I mean, we were, we were twi- working. Yeah, we were in our twenties and we were just industry.
1: yeah, we were just hey, there's a cookie in front of me. I'm going to eat it. You know, there's it's a 16 hour day. I need a Red Bull to get through my drive home. I'm going to crush it. You know, so, and you
0: never think about like it. It, especially being young and just thinking nature is going to take its course. You don't think about those things. Well, we didn't anyway, I guess. Yeah.
1: yeah, and then you'd look at like, oh, you know, well, one of the factors is you could be stressed or you could be overweight. And then it's like, well, some of the people that we know that are getting pregnant are both stressed and overweight at the mm-hmm. same time. So I don't know how much of a fat, like, could that affect me and not them? I don't know, right. you know, so. Your um, mind
0: goes to really, really deep places <laughs> when something like this
1: yeah, so that I think that was the first point where we were lost a little bit in this journey. And there's points along the way where we're probably more lost than that. But that was the first, like, holy crap, what are we going to do? Like, I guess we need help, right? We we, we kind of threw up our hands. Well, first we, like, took a couple months off to breathe a little bit because mm-hmm. we were really, like, focused in on the timing and everything. And it just became, we're like, sex isn't it, super fun right now. It's a job. Yeah, it's a job. <laughs> Um, it is
0: routine, it is a job, and it was... And I'm
1: glad we did that. I'm glad we just said, you know what, we need to let this breathe a little bit because yeah. it's like taking its toll on us um, in a lot of ways. So after we kind of came out of that cycle, then we started reaching out for help, right? You uh, you had some conversations with your OB about the next steps and then that led you to, what, the first place we went to?
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So after I did the, the ink test and determined that that was okay, everything looked fine there then um then it was like okay you need to the next logical step is to meet with an infertility clinic or i think it's called fertility clinic i always screw this up but, right and uh um, so it's a
1: brand <laughs> fertility not <laughs> infertility
0: yeah and uh just start having the conversations about what would be the next best step for us so they gave me a list um mind you nothing's covered by insurance here i mean Blood work may have been, and medicine might have. I don't remember, but but the bulk of the cost is uncovered,
1: right? Which I think is a huge problem in America, oh, right? Definitely. Like the, we should probably um, look into that a little bit, especially imaging, right? Like imaging should be covered, and it, for in in some ways for us it wasn't even covered later I think on. It down was the road. It oh
0: was, down the road, yeah,
1: down the road. At certain phases it was, not at certain phases it wasn't. But um, just further, like, what the heck are we doing as a as a Country on the medical side when infertility isn't um, something insurance understands and covers fully.
0: Right, right. The initial place that we went to um, was close by. We'll call it
1: place number one. Yeah, (laughs) so we don't offend anybody. It
0: was pretty close by. Um, Took a lunch break, I think, to go there and meet with the doctor. And it was like we walk in, we get into the office, shut the door, we sit down. It's like this really elaborate desk and chair yeah. set up like out of a movie. Yep. And all of a sudden they like slip across their, their folder.
1: <laughs> their sales collateral. Their
0: sales collateral, <laughs> as we like to call it now, and went straight to it. Didn't even really like ask us any questions or anything. It was like, you are a good candidate for IVF and we should get started next week.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <And> <laughs> what are Joe, you doing tomorrow? Joe
0: and I just looked at each other and we were like... What is going on right now?
1: Yeah, it's, uh, I was like, are we buying a condo or a timeshare or is like, is this a new car purchase? Like, what what part of this should be salesy? I don't feel like I should be pressured into anything right now. Super
0: cold, super just like very to the point, get your used car and get on out of here. So
1: so we kind of had to force them into the least um, invasive form of uh, treatment, which was um, Clomid, right? We, we kind of walked out of there saying we'll do the Clomid, but that's it. We're not, we're, we're not going to the next level. We're not admitting to going to the next level.
0: They're like, okay, this, these are the the options. We go Clomid, we go IUI, and then we go IVF. But for you, we recommend going straight to IVF. But we're like, why? We have unexplained infertility. Why would you just jump to that? Like, I could see if you're telling me that, my something's wrong with my ovaries Mm. or something in my uterus but that wasn't the case and they just it was just very like joe said salesy and it didn't feel right
1: And it was like they were mad that we didn't want the the cadillac we were buying the prius right it was like Uh. oh you just want clomid okay well that doesn't really work but our well you know we'll prescribe it you know it was like they shamed us out of there
0: totally so we left and never went back and um, and
1: the way it was explained to us, just for people listening that might be at this phase in their life where they don't know what clomid is, is we're not, obviously, we're not giving you the medical uh, definition, but it's just something that enhances your follicles, right? Just something yeah. that makes you, um, it's like a steroid, correct? I don't know. That, that uh, um, I don't yeah, know. so that tells you how much we but understood it, about it.
0: <laughs> yeah, it ing- increases <laughs> but your. But we took it. <laughs> I, I, ca- I always call it follicles. Wait, what do I always mess this follicles, up? Like follicles, like molecules. <laughs> Well, how do you say
1: it <laughs> it'll beef up your follicles no it, it's Foll- it's follicle, follicle. follicles yeah
0: so it increases your follicle count
1: yeah exactly so like i said one of the least um invasive forms of treatment and, and so we did it and we didn't see any results and they were like ah, no we, we told didn't you so. no
0: we didn't do it at the first place oh we, we didn't do we it. hightailed it out of that oh. place because the guy the doctor was so bizarre We just didn't, we didn't vibe. Right. So then we found a second place, place number two.
1: Place number two.
0: And was a little further away. Um, They also listed out the same things that the initial doctor did. However, this place was like, okay, if you want to go least invasive, we don't recommend it, but we, we will do it. And we give you three shots at Clomid. If after three Clomid cycles, it doesn't work then we recommend that you try insemination, Mm -hmm. also known as IUI. Mm -hmm.
1: Which is common. I think most places do the three Clomids and then you move on trick. I don't think this is like their strategy alone. I've heard that from other people, uh, other places.
0: Okay, maybe I I think I'm wrong here. They said that we will do Clomid a couple of times, and then if that doesn't work, we're jumping straight to IVF. That's what it was. They, Mm. They just cut insemination out of the out of the topic yeah and so we're like okay well let's just start with clomid so we did a couple cycles of that didn't it's work funny,
1: it's funny that we say we i feel like this might offend people like Desiree's doing these things and i'm participating as a as a moral supporter
0: right but then you had to deal with my mood swing well yeah and so
1: so as a couple we say we <laughs> but i don't want to get any credit for running my body through all this like you did
0: yeah okay fair enough and so we did that. It didn't work. I mean, the the follicle count was up,
1: then follicles.
0: Um, but it's it still wasn't happening, quote unquote, naturally.
1: Right. So now we're like
0: we're three and a half years in. Three, three and, at this and a half years, years in. Okay. So then, um, then at that point it was you know you can only imagine how frustrated we were. So then we have a talk with the doctor, and it was almost as if they were frustrated too, but at at me. And it was kind of like, like, should or get off the pot is how I felt. I was like, wait a second. I'm still not ready to go there just yet. And they were like, well, we're not going to do another round of Clomid. We won't do that.
1: I think you had phases where... You were like, okay, now I'm up against it. Like uh, biologically, I'm a little up against it here. So I think of the two of us, you were more leaning towards. Let's just do what they're telling us to do. Let's just go for the full. At least go with the um, the IUI or maybe even the IVF if that's what it takes. And I was like, you know, pushing back a little bit. Like I don't know how scientific I want to make this. Like maybe if we got to go full injections, full fertilization, this isn't for us, right? I was kind of pushing back a little bit, and so we. We definitely had our moments with that struggling between us of like differing opinions on... Because I've always kind of been like, if you got to use science, maybe you think about why this is happening in the first place, and maybe you don't. But um, yeah, you know, in in the end, um, we decided to kind of wrap up our relationship with them. <laughs> when they they, it, it's almost like they hit us with the last sales pitch of like, hey, if you buy the IVF, we'll throw in some frozen eggs for you for free or something. Like they came well, with some real corny uh, last minute try there.
0: I don't remember that. I just remember the. F- Feeling that I had, and it, I mean, it started from the beginning, even just basic with Clomid the nurse that i had like she was with me through the whole program she was nasty like mm. she she did not have a good attitude she it felt like i was wasting her time and i felt that the whole time through and if you have ever experienced infertility then you know that's the last thing you need she
1: was like aunt lydia of the fertility clinic
0: basically <laughs> And so I just, you know, it already messes with your emotions, not being able to reproduce naturally and then having to deal with like all these extras on the side. I was done. Yeah. And the last like I I feel like I don't know if this is the truth or not, but what I recall was she like threw something at me like and didn't hand it I did not remember the gown or whatever and And
1: you were in no mood for that I was in
0: no mood for that and I was like this is the last I'm going to see of this place Mm -hmm. and so that's when we decided to take a break between you saying you know if we have to go to all these extreme measures then maybe we shouldn't do it
1: right so, so, then so our, our second break, break our second valley of like we're just lost and we don't know what to do with this and maybe this isn't going to happen now we were kind of considering well what would it be like if we just never had kids and we were just together and that's cool too like at no point where we like it's this is make or break for our marriage or our mm-hmm. existence right we we were comfortable with just being us the rest of our lives but there was this like itch to like parent and provide and you know do these things that you're just kind of innately born to do for both of us so um we get through that second valley where we're just kind of lost and we've we've completely broken up with the place number two and um you got the itch a little bit before i did to start things back up and so um tell everyone like what created the the third place number three
0: (laughs) So Hunt. we, I knew that you were just at a place where you were like, I'm good if we don't ever have kids.
1: Yeah. You, I mean, maybe not probably verbally for sure, but I don't know if I in my head truly made that, that. decision. Yet. And I
0: knew that, yeah. but I was like, you know, I'm not going to push him yet. Like, I'm going to give him this.
1: And that's big for you because you're a big pusher yeah. <laughs> of things you want. <laughs> for sure.
0: For sure. But that didn't stop my my research on my end. Like, I, I let that breathe with you for a minute. But meanwhile, I went back to good old Google and I researched other fertility specialists Within Southern California, mm-hmm.
1: opened up the the search criteria for mileage.
0: I did, and actually, I say Southern California, but I was open to the whole like Western
1: yeah. region. What, what do you got in Montana?
0: And so I found I found a place. Um, there were a couple, but I found a place, and um, this fertility specialist had really high ranking reviews and what i loved so much about dr evans was that the comments that the that people left in their reviews it was it was uh not a transaction
1: empathy was on display at this at this place yes for sure
0: place number one and place number two it was pure transactional Mm -hmm. And what I needed was somebody, like you said, who can empathize with me and our situation and um, not push me into one way or another.
1: Yeah. And that, that transactional environment must work, right? Like it probably works for a lot of people because there's so many clinics around the country that are like that. So there's it's not a knock to their business model. It just didn't work for us.
0: Yeah. And it's not a knock to the people who are so truthfully so desperate to To have kids and have yeah. have a baby. Like, I, I'm not knocking anybody I'm for sure that. I'm sure people walk
1: in there and say, well, okay, great, where do I sign and when can I start? Yep,
0: yep. <laughs> for, for me and for us, like this, it, you know, it, that just wasn't what it was. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, so I kept her bookmarked and... W- when i felt it was appropriate to bring the topic back up to you again i had her ready to go on speed dial
1: at this point too and and this is where timing is everything our lives were a little bit different we weren't commuting anymore neither one of us were working long hours or driving long distances um we had just sold our first home and we were renting so we had some money No, we hadn't sold yet. we hadn't sold yet um but we knew
0: that we couldn't do this commute anymore
1: Right. And we were we were seriously considering um, relocating and, and potentially selling our home, which would obviously create the, the cash to, to do any one of these things that we wanted to do, at least um, in the short term.
0: Well, yeah, we, we went out and we rented an apartment closer to where we worked. And no, like our we put our house on the market, but it we didn't have any bites. Yeah. Or we had a couple of bites. I mean, bites. the
1: market was going pretty good. So we it was pretty much a foregone conclusion that so, we did yeah, well.
0: So we moved mm-hmm. before we even sold. But um, sorry. So to go back to your point.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, just from a timing perspective, you know, I think we finally had the finances in place to take it to the next level without um, overextending ourselves. We had the time. Um, you know, place number three or Dr. Evans, uh, she's not close to us by any means. So it was a, it was a commitment to drive the miles and go to the appointments. And, uh, and we had the time, I mean, we had to, uh, be strategic with our, you know, our positions at the time, but it was possible. So, so we, so at that point, um, it felt right to me to kind of come back to the table and, and give this. This was probably going to be it, right? This was going to be our third and final, uh, uh, whether we took it all the way to I- IVF or not, it was going to be our 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 home for inf- uh, infertility clinic, if you will. hmm
0: Yeah, and so we did the initial consultation, and the second we met Dr. Evans, I knew that that's that's who we were going to go with. Mm-hmm. Um, she didn't pressure us for anything. Like nope. she, in fact, she's she flat out told us. I'm not going to I'm not going to guide you to IVF right now. I don't think that's where we need yeah, to go.
1: in her mind it was a leap that we yeah. ne- m- might not need to take. Yep. So, she didn't advise it.
0: And so we went least invasive. We did I think another round of clomid with her mind you i had already done i think two at the other place i think three is like considered max they i don't know if Clo- they do anymore clomid
1: veterans at this point
0: yeah so we did one more round of clovid uh clovid <laughs> you can see where i'm my leaving mind. that in <laughs> you can see where my mind's at we did one more round of clomid and um and then we jumped into her recommendation of insemination or IUI.
1: IUI, yeah. IUI was, uh, I was okay with it. You know, it was like, okay, this is now pretty scientific, but at least you're not like harvesting eggs in a lab, right? Like everything's happening in the human body. Like it's supposed to, uh, we're just getting a little, um, help from the delivery standpoint and the timing standpoint. So it was like, okay, this is like, I'm okay with it. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> Which, for the record, I would have been okay with IVF, too. But yeah,
1: yeah, but, it, you know, my, Joe didn't I was feel having right a tougher time with, yeah. with the leap from, like, full-blown, um, you know, natural to science, I guess. We do, so we line it up, and we're going to do IUI, and um, the time comes to do the insemination part. Um, you know, the, the explain a little bit about, like, the timing, how how she was judging whether you were ready or not. Because wasn't there, like, a shot... That you got like 24, 48 hours before insemination?
0: Yeah. There, yeah, there is. And you do it at home, right? I think we did it at yeah,
1: home. Yeah, yeah. We, we went and picked it up from her and then you do it at home and then it basically like 48 hours from when that shot goes in, right. it's like you're the most fertile or your your egg has dropped to the optimal position to be fertilized.
0: Right, right. Yeah, and they want you to be relaxed. They want you to be, you know, completely relaxed. The whole thing, like, you know, just try, try to be as less stressed as possible and so we go ahead and we book a good hotel in a really good part of town yeah yeah and go to dinner we go and to a really it's nice like a dinner. vacation
1: the night before this insemination right
0: we are like it's almost like a celebration before the celebration yeah. we, we're just like ready for this and so the day the day of
1: mm-hmm. we go in
0: we go in and you know the ultrasound is up um she's looking and she was like okay so we might be at the tail end of this
1: she was like sorry about it too like she, she felt bad yeah she was like i think we missed the window
0: we may have just missed the yeah
1: window. by like a couple hours it was like mm-hmm. that it was that uh um, cl- close of a window
0: she was like it's up to you she's like i i would like to go forward because there's still a chance that mm-hmm. it could take she's like but it's up to you it's your call so we're like, okay, let's Who just... Who would
1: say... Well, why would you say no? Like, what What do you... Did we not have to pay? Like, why, why yeah, would anyone I say no think, to that? I
0: don't think we would have had to
1: pay. Oh, okay.
0: I think so. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's what it was. And so we did it and um, it didn't take...
1: It didn't work, right? So we find out that it, it didn't work and we kind of were like, okay... Well, at least we learned something from it. Like, we weren't super bummed about it. We were like, okay, no. attempt one is probably not the the one that you just nail right away. And we did learn that maybe instead of 48 hours after the shot, it was like 44 hours after the shot. And she was super
0: confident about that. She was like, and now I know timing-wise yeah. how your body works. And she was like, we'll we'll get it on the next one. So
1: at one. least we walked away from that, you know, failed attempt or miss with a, okay, we got we got this next time. Like, we're tracking. Um, mm-hmm. The data's there. And so the second time we're like, well man, like if it doesn't work this time, then you know, we might have to do this again and again and again, like a lot of people have to do. So maybe let's not book the fancy hotel. Maybe let's not do the Mm -hmm. fancy dinner. So we booked like a like a motel (laughs) six underneath a freeway off ramp. You know, it was like a fifty dollar hotel. I don't think we probably have McDonald's. Yeah, we probably did take out or ordered a pizza or something, like really seedy part of town, not really close to the clinic, uh you know we're in this for the long haul. We think so. Why why blow the whole wad on the hotel the night before? And, I don't even uh,
0: think we were that methodical about it. I think it was just like you know what, like let's just go get this done. Yeah,
1: it was. Now it's transactional, right? <laughs> it's like let's just let's just get it done.
0: But we trusted her.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's,
0: that that's very important. We trusted her, so. Yeah, like, like you said, it was just, we woke up the next morning, you did your thing, I think I went back to sleep.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right, you're like, I'll see you when you get back.
0: Yeah, Do and, the then, drop. and then... Because
1: um, the IUI, I don't know if people fully understand this, but they take the sperm and they like, clean, quote unquote, clean, clean it, it, which sounds uh, disgusting, but um, they they basically create the a, a super sperm injection that's like the best, most active, most... Um, I don't know, powerful, I don't know what to call it. But that's what they're doing in between the time where I deliver the sample and they inject the sample. Yep. Which is probably TMI. But hey, if you're listening at this point, you got plenty of things to think about.
0: Right, right.
1: So, uh, yeah, so then then we go back in and... um, She
0: pulls up the ultrasound again. Yeah. And the monitor's right there and she was like, this is perfect. She
1: loved it, yeah. She loved what she saw, yeah.
0: This is perfect timing. And so we did that waited what was it the two weeks yeah longest two weeks of our lives i think
1: yeah it was it was tough i couldn't sleep the whole time so i was like just like trying to fall asleep anywhere i could in our little apartment and i'd slept on the couch staying up watching whatever breaking bad or whatever we were watching at the time and i just remember like it was like a tiny couch too i was like half on the couch and half on the ottoman like trying to sleep all uncomfortably and uh and Des wakes me up in the, in the morning and she's got this pregnancy test stick and it said that it was, you know, positive And I was like just knocking the cobwebs out of my eye and I just couldn't believe it. Like, it, you know, to go f- four years at that point and, and uh, how many negative tests, right?
0: Yeah. Well, 50, so,
1: 100. Like how many times did we play that game? Well,
0: oh, and we never even talked about we talked about body basal. We talked about the fertility app. I never talked about the fertility. Oh, fertility the, the fertility fertility
1: tests. tests that you uh what you just so pay on
0: them. much money spent on those things yeah another yeah. thing
1: that insurance should probably think about uh
0: mm-hmm. weaving
1: into their routine
0: yeah so then um yeah so then that morning came but rewind a little bit on that i actually had a dream and that's what woke me up mm. in my dream i peed on the stick mm-hmm. and the stick. So I bought the ones that said "pregnant, not pregnant," and yeah, if you on the this stick. Plus
1: minus shit. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. I wanted it to be very clear. And I look down, and it's like blinking at me in big red letters: "Not pregnant, not pregnant, oh, wow. not pregnant." And so I was like,
1: "I wonder how many people have had that dream."
0: I wonder. Yeah. So that's really what woke me up was the dream. And I like oh, that was I, like the night. That was the night.
1: Before the test. Yes. Yeah.
0: And so I, I, I woke up because I had to pee. And but I'm still dreaming this. And right. in my dream, I'm like, yeah, I have to pee because today's the day I got to take the test.
1: Right. It's weird when you have to pee when you're sleeping. You have dreams about peeing. Yeah. Always.
0: So then I woke up and I was like, oh, OK, I really had to pee on the stick and bang boom (laughs)
1: pregnant yeah so we obviously we go back to to the to place number three to dr evan's office with this uh knowing that you know at least the stick says that we're pregnant but uh when you're dealing with infertility at this point and you've done some sort of intervention there's like a lot of follow-up to it because not only do you have to have the initial implantation um you know, then there's lots of scary stuff that could happen behind that that you have to kind of monitor. So we go in the first time we do the ultrasound, everything looks good. And then there's weekly ultrasounds behind that. We're going in every single week driving.
0: Well, and I'm taking a pill now, or I don't even know it was a cream. <clears throat> Forget what it's called. But those of you who've experienced this know what I'm talking about, where you have to inject this cream down there to keep the, keep the feed, not the fetus, keep the, yeah, is it the fetus?
1: yeah i mean it's an embryo to keep at this the, point but, to keep the embryo that's what i was yeah. looking for
0: um you have to insert this cream for like two weeks three we weeks i told you
1: we were taking a deep dive yeah <laughs>
0: and that that helps keep the baby um glued to the uterine wall
1: wow yeah yeah that's crazy so yeah i mean that's basically our infertility story all the way up until you know we have a maddox and we have a oh i guess the it's really important to just talk about the emotions of that first uh scan where it was like heartbeat week right everyone's that's gone through this has their heartbeat week story where it's like okay we're gonna go in and we're gonna do the ultrasound we're gonna listen for a heartbeat and we think that on this week of the pregnancy we'll be able to detect one or hear one and man sure enough like that heartbeat just chugging along and it was just like the best feeling to be like we made it to this point like Whatever happens next, whatever, you know, uh, twists and turns happen in the story, like we did this, you know, and we mm-hmm. fought through all the peaks and valleys and we got to this point and really the perspective for me of a lot of people have way more difficult, like there's other struggles out there that are way more painful and way more difficult than ours and people lose pregnancies when they're further along and I just was really thankful that like we... Through all we went through we stayed together and we stayed kind of focused on what we wanted out of it but you know we didn't have to experience anything terrible up until that point together yeah it was it was little um valleys along the way but nothing that was like soul crushing you know
0: hearing maddox's heartbeat for the first time is a sound i will never ever forget Mm -hmm. because as we'll talk about throughout this journey it's the one thing that has been constant mm-hmm. um, throughout all of his surgeries, throughout fetal surgery, through all of it. His heartbeat beat so strong, mm-hmm. and that was always the the re- reassuring piece for me. Right, is that this is he? He's a strong kid, and he's just an embryo at this point. Mm-hmm. This this is gonna this is gonna be okay.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, just obviously to see him later appointments, you could actually see like the heads there and all that stuff. No, we
0: saw it the first appointment, too, when we heard his heartbeat. We saw the little, he had a big head. Even then, he had a big head.
1: Well, you know, I have a big head, so (laughs) it (laughs) He came by
0: it, honestly. Yeah,
1: it was probably going to be that way no matter what, but um, (laughs) yeah, man, uh, just really cool to relive that in real time with you. Like, I don't think we've ever sat down and talked about step-by-step how that was for us and how it felt and... Um, I hope that everyone enjoyed the, the truth and the, you know, some of the experiences and the feelings that that story brought to life. Um, we're kind of sitting here, misty eyed a little bit, mm-hmm. thinking about everything, especially when you finally hear that heartbeat and see, you know, a, a moving thing in there. It's just like, this is a person that we this created, like after he, all tiny we've been through. human in there. Yeah. So, you know, there's so much more to this story, um, to the Maddox story, to the Joe and Dez story, to our extended family and everything um and we're really excited to go to the next chapter which you know we we need to talk about which is Maddox's so episode three uh the next topic will be about Maddox's diagnosis so from this point when we have you know this baby and we're excited and we're doing photo shoots and we're posting the date that he's you know that we think he's going to be born and um, just we name to, him we name him we you know we get the the gender um from an ultrasound we name him um you know maybe we'll go a little bit backwards in episode three and talk about the before diagnosis stuff i'm mm-hmm. sure we will and then um the events leading up to the official diagnosis and then obviously what we do when we get the diagnosis of spina bifida for our um, son that we're expecting and then you know this the rest of this podcast is really predicated on being a special needs parent and the experiences that you get and the joy that it brings and the terror that it wreaks on your family and just all the adaptations along the way. Um, but also
0: the spark that Maddox brings to not only our lives, but every single person.
1: Yeah. And, and part of the, a huge part of the diagnosis story, we're going to have to talk about, you know, abortion and the, um, the advice that we literally advice that we got from medical doctors about abortion, like that, that was a very pro abortion sentiment that we had to work through. And so, um, it's going to be another (laughs) tough,
0: it's going to be heavy.
1: Yeah. It's going to be a heavy, deep dive. We'll have funner episodes later. I promise we're trying to, we're trying to lay this out chronologically because it's easier for us to bring the stories to light in order that they came up, but we'll, we'll do some light hardest stuff and like, um, if you've met Maddox and and you've been in our home, like you you understand like how awesome he is and how great of a life he lives, and um, I we want to share that with everyone. That's that's the key purpose we're really here for is to show people like you could take a a diagnosis like this and really um, it can provide great joy and great value to your family um
0: life is not over
1: no and i and at sometimes it felt like it was but i'm glad that we made the decisions we made and uh we'll talk about them in episode three can't wait to do it yep thank y'all for listening appreciate it
0: thank you